Welcome back, Buglers. Get ready for a jam-packed episode just for you. That's right. We have a new CW Arrowverse crossover to discuss. Yep, we are talking all things crisis. Let's do it. Happy DC New Year to everybody that's listening. Right off the bat, Spoiler alert, if you have yet to see the crossover Crisis on Infinite Earths and you're planning to, you've been warned, ton of spoilers to come. Let's get into it. We were graced with a massive Arrowverse crossover, so we had to talk about it. Well, first of all, right in your opening line, massive Arrowverse crossover wasn't okay, really that massive. Here we go. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this trivial crap look guys there were so many throwbacks okay let's start here your favorite cameo or worlds i mean you already know what mine is but oh we uh, know <laughs> caesar what is my favorite uh part of this entire thing <laughs> smallville tom welling a hundred and twenty percent i mean why wouldn't it be why wouldn't it be he's there he has lois he has a Lex Luthor show up, but he still kicks his ass, even though for his children, his children, he gave up those powers. <sighs> Come on, man. Tom Welling is such a good Clark Kent. I loved it. I love seeing the old Smallville set. I loved the theme came in for a second. I was like, yes. Do, do, can you do it for us for a sec? The theme? Do the theme. Yeah. yeah. Do the theme. Somebody save me. <laughs> uh, apologies That's to all my I listeners. To hear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, our <laughs> listeners who had to endure that singing. That's all I came here for. I'm leaving this. That's <laughs> right. I'm out. <laughs> but now, Darren, throwbacks. There's got to be some awesome cameos that you totally dug. The cameos were great. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I didn't enjoy the cameos. It was cool to see them all on screen at the same time. If I'm being honest, my favorite was Black Lightning. That kind of surprised me. I didn't realize me that too. he was going to be a part of this. I was like, hey, BL is there. That was awesome. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> That's a great nickname. I did too. That was <laughs> such a cool little gimme. When he was talking with Barry and I was like, I love that. Like, what's going to happen here? Are they they're going to be emerging? This is awesome. Yeah, worlds were colliding. It. it was really cool. Yeah, I think you guys know what my favorite one was. All right, it's either Kevin Conroy or the throwback to the nineteen eighty nine Batman movie. One of the two. You are right on number two. It is the nineteen eighty nine. It's Batman. like the first thing you see in the entire show because you see Knox and you're like pretty badass, but then. It was you, Jay, that actually made me go back and see it again. That Batman logo was distinctively different. Yes. And what did it remind you of? Batman Beyond. Exactly. The first three episodes, that was my favorite part. So the first one minute of the entire thing no. was <laughs> your favorite part. Because it really was like right away. But remember, 1989 Batman's one of my favorite Batman movies. Well, yeah. So, and one of my favorite superhero movies. So for me to be able to get that little touch... Obviously, I did love the Ezra Miller flash to that flash. That was another you know, surprise. A I did not expect that at all. That was... When I saw that, my, my mouth literally dropped. I'm like, how did they hide this from everybody? 
because we we saw after that none of like only I think Barry and maybe the producers or sorry should I say Grant Gustin were the only ones to really know that this was actually coming. And I mean that's because it came together so quickly. That's correct. Yeah, they basically WB basically called up um, the producer of Arrow and and the the rest of the crossover and said, hey, do you guys want Ezra Miller in this? And they said, yep. They put it together quickly. They flew him down. And it's not like we're here to defend Justice League. We all know the problems with that movie. But the fact (laughs) that a big league Justice League movie franchise guy wanted to be in this small screen crossover is, let's face it, pretty damn awesome. Well, But let's be clear about it. How big is he as an actor at this point? Right. I mean, has he done a lot of stuff? I haven't seen him in a lot of stuff. Yeah, he's in the Fantastic Beats trilogy. He's been in a couple of indie. Yeah, films. he was in uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. He he yeah. he is okay. a recognizable dude, and he was the Flash in Justice League, which is massive. And he's still the Flash in the movie. Right, that's coming he out will in be starring in an upcoming Flash movie. He is on the scale of like Aquaman. Uh, really? Uh, you mean the flashes or the actor is? I'm, I'm not talking about, about the flash character. Okay. Yes. Jason Momoa obviously yes, has absolutely. more of a following. So does Gal Gadot. Right. So, I mean like, but yes. put him up against, I mean, he was one of the more enjoyable things about that film. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry. And he brought that to that scene and him and Grant actually had some pretty great chemistry. All I'm suggesting is that it's not to me outside the realm of possibility that he would want to take part in something from you know, going from the big screen to the small screen when he's not that far away from it himself. You know, getting a Gal Gadot to do the same thing would be, you know, near near impossible. But for him to do it, I wasn't, you know, as blown away that he would make that that jump back. Well, okay, so we've gone through our favorite cameos. I just want to uh, list out some of these awesome other ones that popped on. Obviously, there was a Titans mm-hmm. cameo. There was a Birds of Prey show. There was a show, Birds of Prey, lasted maybe 10 episodes back in the 90s. And they pulled that out. There was the 1989 Batman, which we talked about. The 1960s yep. Robin Burt Ward was in it. Got a little big. He got a little big. But, you know, hey, we all add a little pound <laughs> over the years. We got the. It's coming for all of us. The 1990s <laughs> Flash, Kevin Conroy's Batman, Kingdom Come Superman, and montage like, like Donner and Singer's Soups. We had a Green Lantern Core reveal. That was cool. Yeah. Knowing what happened at the end of Arrow the series finale, we find out John Diggle becomes the Green Lantern. John Diggle Stewart. John Diggle Stewart, yeah. Yeah. Which, to be fair, from last year's crossover from Elseworlds, remember the Flash came in and said, hey, John, where's your ring? Wow, that is some good world building. That's what that was, yes. I loved it. Right. That's what we talked about in terms of the throwbacks and some of those cameos, but... Let's talk about the story of Crisis on Infinite Earths. And obviously it mirrored a little bit and it mirrored quite a bit to the actual storyline from the comics. But you know what? I want to see what Jay has to think about the story because I think we we shared similar thoughts on what we liked about it. There was a few little kinks that I didn't like, but it felt very much what to expect from the CW. But Jay, what what did you like about the story? As far as keeping to the comic... 
I mean, not not horrible. It wasn't bad. Mm, okay, okay. That's that's not a that's not a that's one way to look two, at it. I mean, they were gonna kill Supergirl, guys. She's got her own show. Yeah, and and, and that's to be fair for like people that don't know in in that comic, Supergirl as well as the Flash. Yeah, they also dying, weren't gonna kill right, the to Flash. The we knew that was coming, but we knew that Arrow had sacrificed himself, so that wasn't bad. Like. We saw that coming a mile away in the last crossover, right? We knew he put aside something so he could he save the Flash. Because obviously when you hear a crisis, you think Barry Allen's Flashpoint. You think he's going to disappear. Like, it's done. Gonzo. But, you know, right. I kind of dug how, uh, you know, Oliver sacrificed himself. And I thought his death had weight. It did, especially like the fact, I think for me, I think the, obviously we, we knew that deal came through with the monitor that was going to happen. And then obviously kind of the episodes leading up to the idea that, that a flash was going to die, not necessarily our flash from the show was going to die. Um, kind of weighted the fact that, you know, there had to be something else. Um, and they did tie in the specter, which is actually part of the comics as well, who ends up fighting the monitor to help save the universe as well. So there was a lot of great tie-ins, especially with the monitor getting nice and like massive and fighting everybody. Obviously there was a lot more characters in the crisis. You know uh, what we didn't talk thought, about is that Constantine came back, but he's been back for a while. He's on legends. I thought he was on legends. Yeah. I haven't been following anything in the DCCW shows except for these crossovers. And I loved when he popped up. Oh, how about Lucifer? <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. That was actually, yeah. awesome. I love him. He's actually, good. that was yeah. that that ranked up there, like top three. Oh, it was such a fun little tease when he came in, and obviously, you know, that character is is actually a lot funner, and he the the guy who plays it plays it beautifully, right? And so, was that yeah. supposed um, to be at, Jonah Hex at some point? Yep, yeah, prior to yeah, his that was a little bit like that took uh -huh. me aback uh, for a second. Shit, yep. you totally remember that one. I told I, I just forgot. That's about okay. That. There was so much. It was literally, like you, we watched this all five episodes, and you do forget a lot because they are jumping from world to world to world so quickly. And I mean, that was the fun of this series. And obviously, you don't really get that in the comic book the way that feels no. where we got on screen. Which brings me to, you know, let's bring this down to reality for a second because we're, we're talking <laughs> about how great these things were and the cameos and all the different worlds. And nobody and is talking about how great these things were. We're just talking about how much fun <laughs> you, the cameos have been. Yeah, you're saying it was great. It was fun. Yeah, you're saying it was great and it was fun. The, the flip side <laughs> to it, which is where I'm coming from, is you can't, I at least can't help but make comparisons which i know you're going to hate between you know what marvel did with their properties and what dc is trying to do with theirs you can't help but make comparisons because they're doing basically the same thing the problem is marvel's saga took what 11 years to culminate and they did it beautifully 11 years of work dc's took what uh, six months to put it all together, no, that, and that's not true, though. This, isn't this, it? The I crisis, mean, no, the crisis came from the first episode of Flash, which is six years ago. What, Darren? I totally see where you're coming from. I'm a Marvel fanboy, I'm trying not to be, you know, that guy. But 
we watched every single Marvel movie. We yep. have we can't talk about Flash, Batwoman, DC Legends, Arrow. I haven't watched anything but these crossovers. So I can't now oh, I see Caesar what you're has okay. for the most part watched a yes. lot of this. So he could tell you there has been lots of buildup that we oh, haven't seen. Okay, maybe, yeah. Fair enough. You're right. And if I and if that's the case, I'm uh, I will stand corrected. Yes. Yeah, and Jay, you saw the first season of The Flash, which is probably their, their best season. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and in that first episode, teases Crisis as the endpoint of a certain point for Flash, and then it gets sped up after Elseworlds. Right? It was supposed to happen after ten years of the of this of the show. But because of the way they were kind of merging the, the two properties of like Arrowverse and then bringing in all these universes together, uh, they sped it up to this point within this final final season of Arrow, right? Because Arrow kind of built up almost everything as the backstory to this five-part crossover, even okay. just this, this year. But like the, the story of, of Crisis started six years ago. Six and, and they always ago, did fair. go back to that newspaper, mm-hmm. even throughout that season, even throughout subsequent seasons and there would be changes to the newspaper heading flash disappears in crisis and there would there would be changes so you always knew like they're trying to get there with flash we just had to get there with all the other characters as well yeah and And i think that that's the problem yeah Yeah. i mean we like i said we watched every single marvel movie we did not sit down for five shows not to mention black lightning which I don't think they did anything to to bring him into this, but they only they only did one ten minutes of like the final episode prior to right. That sounds about right. Yeah, because technically he was in a different world. They all were, which leads me to ask a question: Are all of the universes in one universe now? Like, is Doom Patrol now on this Earth Prime? No. And Titans and Swamp Thing, none of those guys are Earth Prime now. So who is on Earth Prime? He created another multiverse, but he created the ones where everybody fought together yes. into one. So that Earth, the CW-verse is, is now Earth Prime. But they're interconnected now, which if they really did want to cross over, which there is possibility of doing is now possible because they're all part of one universe. Well, that's right. Well, now this this topic started uh, based on what we thought of the comic differences from the actual crisis. Uh, Caesar, why don't you tell us what you thought of that actual comparison? Because I genuinely know they could not do it all. And I think it Correct. wasn't bad in the way they executed what they did. But I want to hear from you. Yeah, so for me, when I, when I look at the the way it was set up, I think, to be fair, like they, they couldn't go through every character, right? Because there was probably just as many or if not more characters than you would have seen in, in Infinity War, for example. Well, we didn't have Batman. We didn't have Green Lantern Corps to work with. Like, There's a lot of players in Crisis we didn't have to yeah, work with. But the core main characters were, to be fair, Spectre, Flash, Supergirl, and obviously Superman. Yes. Right? Uh, and the idea of obviously Supergirl dying, obviously not going to happen. The idea of the Flash dying or Bear, or Grant Gustin's Barry Allen dying wasn't going to happen. But they beautifully tied in the older 1990s Barry Allen to be the one that, that runs to 
the point where he becomes part of the Speed Force, right? So in, in the story-wise, that was one form of helping to obviously take out the Monitor. And then obviously the final battle, well, even though it got kind of a little cheesy, but that was that was part of the, the Legends verse of that episode, that final battle was very much like the comics where he, like oh. I said, he grew to this certain point and he fought all these characters, right? Um, I thought I thought it was well done. Obviously, there were some parts that I, I didn't like, but overall, like to be fair, for a TV show, they worked it up pretty pretty well, and and it came out really nicely. Well, let's talk about the Easter eggs for a second. I mean, there were a ton of Easter eggs through this entire thing, and it was pretty cool. What was your favorite Easter eggs from the five episodes? Uh, you know, things like the Justice League and the Justice Society of America and Oliver res- restoring uh, Diggle's daughter on, pro- or on Earth Prime. You know, the list went on and on. What were your favorites, Jay? Well, if I, if I got to start, I got to say that uh, Green Lantern's Guardians reveal was like top for me. I needed the Green Lanterns in this universe. They are, there's so many of them. I don't care if we go with Hal. I don't care if we go with Kyle. Like, I want to see, I don't like John is great because he, John has a lot of nostalgia for the justice league series that ran in the early 2000s. So like, sure, but I needed some green lantern action. And I'm, I am happy to say <laughs> that was a really great CG lantern core. Caesar, what'd you think? You know what? I think it, for me, uh, my, my favorite part, to be fair, um, was the tying of a lot of obviously different stories to the, the fact that all these characters are now on one Earth. But my favorite Easter egg, to be honest, was Earth 2's Justice Society of America. Obviously, with the new show Stargirl coming out soon. And the, and that's ripped from the comics because the J, JSA is on Earth 2. Right? So they kept that actually as the fact that it's going to be balancing off one another. That was probably my favorite. I, I really liked the Len Wein cameo, who's the, 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 the guy who wrote um, Crisis on Infinite Earths. So he's the guy who says, hey, can I take a picture with, and it's with Kara and Barry once they uh, team up together at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's actually the, he's, That's he's the writer of it. Yeah. Darren, how about yourself? Well, the uh, Justice League or the Justice Society, um, the Hall of Justice, that was because I remember the cartoon from back in like the 80s, I guess, early 90s, late 80s. And uh, that was like, oh, that took me right back. And then, of course, as I mentioned earlier, when um, when the black when Black Lightning showed up, I was I was really pumped for that as well. So there were there were lots of things that were really cool about this entire uh, scenario. However, I just think that it was done too quickly and it was too rushed. It felt rushed only because perhaps because I haven't seen every single thing I needed to see so that I was I was constantly trying to catch up. And that was what it felt like to me was that it was going too fast and I couldn't catch up. But it's, it's probably my fault because I didn't. I didn't see every single episode of every single show. Darren, I think if you only watch the first episode of season one of The Flash, it'll be like, mm-hmm. ah. You know what? I gotta, I gotta agree with Darren here though a little bit. One, the breaking up of the five-part series over a Christmas break, ridiculous. It was you tell ridiculous. Me, you didn't tell me you. You tell me you didn't like the fact that it left no, you hanging. No, I didn't like the fact that it left me hanging. Because if you're going to shove all of that information into my freaking eyes, 
I want to be able to binge the whole thing. I want to be able to watch the whole thing. Two, I'm going to say it. I kind of enjoyed Elseworlds like as a story more. There was way more action in Elseworlds than there was in this. Obviously, this is a nostalgia bomb wrapped up and it made everybody like weak in the knee to see all these cameos. And that was fantastic. I loved that. But by doing that, they really did throw away the building of the action in the story. Like to Darren's point, we talked offline about it. That Superman fight wasn't great. It was okay. the action in this was <laughs> yeah. subpar, my friend. I okay, I, I will agree that to be fair though, they go fuck yourself. <laughs> 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 I'll agree with you on that. Well the problem the problem is that they don't have the amount of money to, to do it properly that, you know, the other guys, you know, up the road had when they were doing theirs because they were doing it on a bigger scale. So I, I can understand yeah. why they had to do it a little, a little campier. But at the end of the day, it doesn't allow you to immerse yourself fully because you're like, well, that doesn't look great. You know what I mean? That's that's the problem. It takes that's me true. out of it when it doesn't, you know, I can't buy into it 100% because it's like, that's obviously CGI and it's not really that well done. You know, I, I feel bad. I don't want to hate it, but it, it's TV CGI, and obviously there is, yeah. yeah, as you said, there are some limitations. I did like some of the parts of the fights from the Superman fight, just because the way they posed them together was literally from the comics. But um, I know yeah. I do agree, I agree. It was more of a storytelling part. Obviously, bringing in the, the Spectre, which many, many, many people probably didn't even know unless they read that comic, was an integral part, and that's how you actually got to keep Oliver at least in a couple more I episodes. did not expect uh, Spectre at all in this series. And when and, he but, showed but, up, I was uh, I was impressed. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like, they, they, they touched on a lot of things that they needed to. Um, and, and I think one of the things we talked about earlier was the fact that, obviously, they're, they're trying to keep the core of those of those superheroes intact. But at the same time, obviously, there would it would have been nice to have somebody come in, and the fact that they're going to be bringing in a couple more shows, I think it's the fact that now that Superman's got greenlit. Wait, wait, wait! I do not know yeah. this news. Superman was greenlit. Yep, it's going to be Superman and Lois, and they have twins. What? The super twins. All right, are we talking Brandon oh, Routh okay. Superman? Or are we talking the Superman from Superman? Tyler? Superman from Supergirl. They get their own Who's spin-off series called S- Superman and Lois. Yeah. Well, I got to watch that. Like, I, I, I got to watch that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't want everything that I say to be negative. So I want to I wanna highlight one negative thing and then one positive thing. Okay? Go for oh, it, Darren. Oh. What time is it? I got lo- to log this. <laughs> <laughs> So the one negative thing, and I've said this since we started watching uh, the Supergirl series. It's been, what, five years now? Five or six seasons? <laughs> I know where you're going. <laughs> really? I've, yeah, you probably do. Someone please explain to me why at this point Supergirl is not in more control of her emotions and her situation and her powers, and she still has to be led around by the nose 
Thanks, everybody. I'm out of here. We've gotten to the point in the show where Darren is getting unreasonable. I'm going to go. <laughs> At some point, she has to be Supergirl and stop being this tiny, like, Superwoman. Let's make her Superwoman and stop being this little girl that's always afraid and I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And you're a superhero. Start acting like it. Come on. Is it me? Maybe it's me. Uh, I think it's you. <laughs> I just, I get so tired of her with that deer in the headlights look. Every time something comes up, it's like, oh, come on. You're a superhero. I'm hoping now that they're, now that she's part of like the super or this Justice League now where she has this group, that she's got to take more of a role, right? Because like obviously Oliver and Barry had great chemistry together. Um, and she's kind of, she has to be that next person. Thank right? you. Okay. That's all I'm asking. Uh, she's been through enough at this point that it shouldn't always be a surprise when things go wrong. And at some point she's just got to be ready and say, okay, here's what we're going to do. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Fair enough. I mean, every so that was single my, my world one negative. collapsed. I don't know how you can be ready for that. She literally watched a Superman die and a Lex take over and had no idea what to do next. And how would you? In that weird phantom zone that they were in, I mean, give her a little credit. She was the the avatar or whatever of hope. And, I mean, it's hard to have hope in that little perilous place. You're a superhero. <laughs> it's enough. You know, not okay. everybody and I don't bash too can much. be Buffy. That is all I will say. <laughs> not everyone yeah. takes the responsibility as uh. Buffy does. Right. You're welcome for allowing you to lead into Buffy. She is definitely no Cordelia. Oh, my God. So that's what my one negative. The one positive that I will say is, and, and, and I can actually pose this as a question, is where do we go from here? All right. I got it. I know where we're going. We're going to go to Marvel versus DC. It will be a crossover <gasps> event unlike any other. Okay, hold on. That's actually not the worst idea I've ever heard. That would be super exciting. The problem, the problem. All the Marvel that, TV shows are canceled. Well, that's the thing: is where do you do it? Do you do you, do you bring Marvel down to TV, or do you or do you bring DC up to the big screen? I mean, basically, you should just follow the 1990s storyline of what happened to create the Amalgam universe, and then we can see like Wolverine and Loki fused together as one thing we can see super soldier of superman and captain america fused together like right. i mean that's the next fun thing the to possibilities do. would be endless yeah the possibilities would be endless if they could find a way listen that is not gonna happen that's just wishful thinking they could do black like the blackest night or whatever that uh oh, that green shoot. lantern run and i'm pretty sure it was jeff johns or jeff no not jeff john it, it was, was Jeff, Jeff Johns. Johns. Yeah. Who built that? Jeff Who's Johns. like kind of running this whole DC universe. And now that you've got the core, why not? We could see all kinds of undead superheroes. That would be awesome. And because they're all on the same universe. Oh, means that they could shit. Technically don't have to go through any other time phasing. And there's a Green Lantern show coming out too as well. So this is what I was kind of getting at is what is next on uh, TV as far as DC. So we've got the Superman show with Lois and the twins. We've yep. got Supergirl, Supergirl still running. We've got Flash, Flash still running. Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Oh, Black Lightning, of course. Yes, right. Um, Legends and then Stargirl's Legends show coming running. up. 
and Starbucks. And the new, the new, technically, it's almost like a Birds of Prey, which is um, the female Arrow with the Canaries. Oh, that's another show really? that's coming. That's replacing Arrow. Yeah, it's Arrow and the Canaries. Right, because his daughter is be she's the new Green Arrow. Right, of course. Okay, so that's what we got looking forward to. That's good. And I, I can see by the smirk on um, Darren's face that he's not too impressed. Uh, it's not no no it's not that if they do it right i have no problem with any of these things the problem that i have is that in for the most part they don't do it they don't do it right what would you like to see i just want to see something that's good and that makes sense you know every time you have you know and the problem uh, you know we're going to go down a rabbit hole here but the problem when you have a superman who you know he only has one or two real adversaries that can hurt him and he's dealt with them in other capacities before so it's been done so you know watching him you know get beaten up by someone he shouldn't get beaten up by week after week after week to me gets really tired because that's not how it should go but that's what you have to do to you know keep the show going right to to make it seem like he's got adversaries when he really doesn't he really doesn't there's only two people who can beat him up and they've both been taken care of. So it's going to be interesting how they, I don't remember too much of like the old Lois and Clark show, um, how they did it, but it, it will be interesting how they do the new soup show. Um, obviously if they keep Cryer as, as Lex it would be interesting. Um, but it would be also be kind of cool if you face somebody that with magic, the first season. Mixy Pixelics. yeah whatever his name is yes that's right and i want to see a cgi version not a fucking live action version we've seen too many stupid (laughs) people who don't look like him make him cgi character yeah but the problem with but then you have tv cgi and it looks terrible that's it doesn't work make him animated then i don't care make him a cartoon he is basically magic from a cartoon universe you could make him a cartoon, and I think it would be delightful. <laughs> <laughs> if you liked what you heard, and we hope that you did, please be sure to subscribe to the show and leave us a rating or a review wherever you get your podcast. And don't forget to send us your thoughts on Crisis uh, and the CW Arrowverse crossover and the future of the Arrowverse Uh, or any other comic news that you've found. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram at The Comic Bugle. I'm Darren. I'm Caesar, And I'm Jay. Thanks again for listening. And until our next big story, remember, not all heroes wear capes. (laughs) 